Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 5th of January. India reported over 16,000 cases of COVID-19 today, the lowest daily rise in new cases in over six months. 201 related deaths have been recorded in the last 24 hours. The country's tally is currently above 1 crore 3 lakhs. The number of new cases with the UK mutation of the virus rose to 58 in India today. The Health Ministry has reported that India's active cases constitute only 2.23% of the total cases. In a press conference on Monday, the head of Bharat Biotech expressed confidence in their vaccine candidate Covaxin and its ability to be effective on the mutant strains of the novel coronavirus. Chairman and Managing Director Dr. Krishna Ella said that the company will be able to establish the hypothesis of the candidate's ability to protect against mutations within a week. This comes after reports that said that the pharma firm had no data for phase 3 trials of their vaccine candidate. While the Drug Controller General of India, Dr. V.G. Somani, on Sunday granted restricted use approval in clinical trial mode to Covaxin in public interest, the regulator did not clarify whether the approval had been granted on the basis of efficacy data. In his article for our science desk, Ronak Burana writes, and I quote, As we swing from needless hygiene theatre to pandemic fatigue, vaccines seem to be the most promising exit plan. But it is illusory to expect a vaccine to reinstate the pre-pandemic normalcy. He further says that vaccines are more likely to succeed in clinical trials than other therapeutics. Even then, an average vaccine takes 10.71 years to develop and has only a 6% probability of entering the market. Only one in five vaccine candidates that undergo clinical trials succeed, according to WHO. But this volatility is the nature of biopharmaceutical licensing. Another thing we should remember is how giant pharma firms have been trying to bulldoze their way through regulations in their race to come up with a vaccine. To understand why a mild dose of scepticism is probably healthy when you're thinking about COVID vaccines, do read Ronak's complete article titled, Why We Shouldn't Get Too Excited About a COVID Vaccine. Dr. Gagandeep Kang, an expert on vaccines and vice chair of the Board of Coalition for Epidemic Preparedness Innovations, raised concerns over the drug regulator's decision to grant emergency use approval to Bharat Biotech's vaccine despite the lack of adequate data on its ability to bring down the number of symptomatic COVID-19 cases. In Hyderabad and Mohali, in a study conducted by scientists to understand the transmission of COVID-19 virus, it was found that the vaccine does not seem to spread too far away from patients, especially if they are asymptomatic. However, chances of airborne transmission depend on the number of COVID-19 positive cases in the room, their symptomatic status and the duration of exposure. Dr. Rakesh Mishra, the director of Centre for Cellular and Molecular Biology, told the Indian Express that scientists analysed air samples collected from various enclosures in hospitals at Hyderabad and Mohali and performed closed-room experiments with COVID-19-positive individuals to understand the transmission routes of coronavirus and the risks for healthcare personnel and visitors to the hospitals in the country. It's been 40 days since thousands of farmers from different parts of the country began protesting at the borders of Delhi against the three new farm laws passed by the centre in September 2020. With the seventh round of talks between the centre and the farmers ending in another deadlock yesterday, the farmers have intensified their protests despite the heavy rain, thunderstorm and heavy security arrangements. The two parties are scheduled to meet again on January 8. Punjab BJP leaders Surjit Kumar Jani and Harjit Singh Grewal, who have been mediating with the farmers, will meet the Prime Minister Narendra Modi today evening. 
according to Sarvan Singh Pandher of the Kisan Mazdoor Sangharsh Committee, Agriculture Minister Narendra Singh Tomar clearly said that the laws will not be repealed and asked them to approach the Supreme Court to repeal the legislations. Responding to the stubborn behaviour of the government, the Samyukt Kisan Morcha has called for a meeting to decide on the future course of action of the farmers protesting against the farm laws. Meanwhile, the Bharti Kisan Union, one of the key farmer bodies, is training more than 500 women from villages to lead the protest marches. They will take out a rally on the Kunli Manesar Palwal Express Highway in Haryana on Wednesday. In West Bengal, the government is planning to have a special assembly session to pass a resolution against the centre's three farm laws. Chief Minister Mamta Banerjee on Monday said, and I quote, I'm in favour of the farmers and I want withdrawal of these three bills for the sake of the country and the farmers. Unquote. So far, five state assemblies have passed resolutions against the three new farm laws. Reliance Industries Limited on Monday said that the company will always support the demand of the farmers for a fair and profitable price on a predictable basis for their produce and that the company had no plans to enter corporate or contract farming now or in the future. This comes amid the vandalization of almost 1,500 mobile towers of Reliance Geo as farmers decided to boycott the Adani and Ambani groups for allegedly benefiting from these laws. The Punjab and Haryana High Court on Tuesday issued notices to the Punjab government and the centre. This was in response to the plea submitted by Reliance Geo Infocom Limited seeking action against miscreants who damaged its telecom infrastructure and forcibly closed its stores in the state. The Supreme Court today cleared the way for the BJP-led central government's ambitious plan of building a new parliament and redeveloping the capital's iconic Central Vista. A three-member bench led by Justice A.M. Khanvilkar said that they found no problems in the various environmental and land-use clearances obtained for the project. The bench also said that the exercise of power by the central government under the Delhi Development Authority Act was just and proper. In the 2 is to 1 verdict, Justice Sanjeev Khanna agreed with the other judges on the awarding of the project but differed from them on the question of land use. He noted that there was no disclosure for public participation on the matter. He said, and I quote, However, on the question of grant of change of land use, I have held that the same was bad in law. Unquote. The bench also said that the project should be cleared by the Heritage Conservation Committee as required before starting any construction at the site. The Apex Court was ruling on twin petitions challenging the government's plan to change the land use of the area, the grant of environmental clearance to the project in a piecemeal manner and the prior lack of clearances by the heritage committees. Prime Minister Modi's pet project Central Vista has sparked quite a few controversies and criticisms. Almost every aspect of the redevelopment plan, its very need, cost, clearances, public consultation, aesthetic, is a matter of contention. But the government is pressing ahead with it even as the coronavirus pandemic ravages India's poor. So what does this project entail? Did it go through the proper processes of approval? To find out, read Hamida's report titled, Why Modi's New New Delhi Isn't a Shining City. Let me remind you, dear listeners, that this was a completely reader-funded project where News Laundry supporters who wanted to know more about the Central Vista project funded this story under our News Laundry Sena project. Before I move on to the next news story, here is a small request for you. After you're done listening to this podcast, please do spare a few minutes to check out our website and all the ground reports that we have been publishing. Give them a read and if you're satisfied that we're doing a good job, please do consider subscribing to News Laundry. I'm asking you this because we are 100% free of advertisements, meaning we only count on people like you who understand the importance of keeping news independent to support us and to help us stay afloat. So go to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of the website.
A monthly subscription costs as low as 300 rupees only. The Agricultural and Processed Food Products Export Development Authority or APIDA, which works under the Commerce Ministry, has removed the word halal from a red meat manual that it issues to lay down the contours of meat export. The decision comes at a time when some Hindu groups like the Vishwa Hindu Parishad allege that the use of the term gives an unfair business advantage to Muslim exporters. Exporters pointed out that the certification of meat was done in view of the requirements of the exporting country as mentioned in the revised manual. They said that the removal of the term halal had little or no implications on the ground but admitted that it carried symbolic significance. The APEDA clarified that there was no condition imposed by the Indian government regarding halal meat. It said, and I quote, It is a requirement by a majority of the importing countries or importers. Halal certification agencies are accredited directly by respective importing countries. No government agency has any role in this. Unquote. Listeners, please consider this a trigger warning. The following news story contains graphic descriptions. On Monday morning, Sanjana Devi, a Dalit girl, was found hanging from a ceiling fan in her home in Uttar Pradesh's Banda district. The schoolgirl's exact age remains unknown. The child's parents told the police that she died by suicide. Holding her school's management responsible for her death, her father, Anand Kumar, said that Sanjana was depressed after the school barred her from sitting for an half-yearly examination on December 21st because her family had not been able to pay her fees since April 2020. The police started an inquiry after the girl's father filed a complaint. No suicide note was found with her. No FIRs have been lodged so far and the local inspector Bhaskar Mishra said that after initial inquiry, where the attendance register of the school was checked, it was found that the girl had taken the exam on December 21st. According to him, the school records showed that the girl missed the last two exams held on December 23rd and December 26th. Explaining that the case must be looked at from different angles, additional superintendent of police said, and I quote, 30 students did not pay fee and they still took the half-yearly examination, unquote. And now for some international updates. Globally, COVID-19 has infected over 85.6 million people and killed over 1.85 million. New figures have shown that without immediate response, the number of COVID-related deaths in the United Kingdom could exceed 10,000 by the end of this month. In view of this, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson announced the imposition of a complete lockdown in England till mid-February. The Prime Minister said that people must stay at home with exercise limited to once a day. He warned citizens of a very difficult time ahead. The lockdown will last for at least seven weeks, with measures to be reviewed during the half-term week. Any relaxation will not come into effect before the 22nd of February. Scotland, too, has announced similar measures. With the daily coronavirus cases in Japan rising to a record 4,670 on Tuesday, according to the country's commercial broadcaster NTV, the Japanese government is considering declaring a state of emergency. News agency Reuters reported that Brazil is trying to procure India-made vaccines to quickly start inoculation. It is planning to import the Oxford-AstraZeneca vaccine in bulk. Brazil's private clinics, meanwhile, reached a preliminary deal to procure an alternative vaccine developed by Bharat Biotech. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.